Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Yes. Yes, my friends, we are back. It's the Troubadour of Talk and the Toxic Shock Jock of Blog Talk. I am Sam and I am your host of the Big Brother After Show. I want, want to welcome everybody coming to you live from the Dead Lizard Studios, about 20 minutes south of Atlanta, where it's humid, not too hot, and we're beginning to feel the songs of fall, and it is beautiful. Fall is my favorite time of year. I know it is probably not yours because your favorite show is coming to an end, and so will this show as we kind of cruise into the last couple of weeks of the Big Brother After Show. I always love doing it every year. It's a lot of fun. And I'm so thankful you guys download and stream us and do all that stuff. It really is uh, overwhelming how much you guys do seem to like the show. Some of you hate it on Twitter. That's okay. You've got to have to have some people who don't like what you do. You know, it's like this Colin Kaepernick ad, right? Nah, we won't get into that. We don't talk politics. But please check out our Twitter, BB After Show. Also, our friends at Morty's, Morty's TV. You can check them out, www.mortystv forward slash bb forward slash dot com. They are huge supporters of ours. They do a lot of things for us. Go on there. They're going to talk about all kinds of Big Brother stuff. It's a lot of fun, especially towards the end of the season as they get more into, into interesting things and new seasons of New reality shows that you guys love to watch. A lot of forums there you can get involved in. And <laughs> somebody just put on, you mean the Brent's blind side, yeah. Um, so, of course, we've seen some crazy stuff this week. And normally, you know, I don't talk about these things. And, you know, we've had some lively conversations on Twitter about what's been going on with CBS and Julie chin. As we know, you know, we're not going to dig into the issues of, of Les Munez uh, at CBS. I think it's pretty obvious what's going on there. Unfortunately, we're seeing this become a regular occurrence with people in power, uh, particularly males in power, um, that don't know how to keep themselves in check, although that is still something that is an accusation. Uh, and I don't know where it goes from there. You know, I, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, it was really odd to me, <clears throat> you know, and I, and I don't know, you guys can tweet this uh, out to me if you want, but you know, it's really odd that, you know, it feels like Bill Cosby went through this kind of same thing. And, um, you know, it was like years and years ago, like, what, the 60s and 70s, and he was still kind of evicted for that, or... Yeah, I guess you would say that. Convicted. And um, I don't really understand the Moonbez thing. I don't understand why, you know, nothing's being pushed through. Maybe it will. You know, it's just a resignation situation. But, hey, listen, there's a lot of stuff there about, you know, Les Moonbez doing things at CBS to conglomerate and merge, and a lot of the people above him didn't like his his 
efforts in doing that. Uh, there's apparently some kind of inner issue that's going on between CBS and the people who run it above him and um, decisions that he's made. And that's a rumor that's been going around for a long time. But we saw tonight, I think, something that was really defiant and, and definitive in what's going on with the situation when we saw Julie Chen tonight. Now, you know, she was gone from the talk. I don't watch the talk. I don't, I, and I, to be honest with you, I don't care for it. I don't, the talk or the other uh, view, I don't watch any of that stuff. Um, mainly because, you know, I'm, I'm working um, not at a shot at people who do watch it, but I just don't have time, I guess. And, and I, it's just not my type of show, let's be honest, if I was at home. You guys know me by now. I, I'm not going to watch The View or or the talk. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, I heard the rumors about her not being on there, and I'm sure they had their chat about that situation themselves. And But there was a lot of stuff about would Julie be there for the live eviction tonight. The double eviction was coming up. What would her decision be? Would she be there? Would she be there? Would she be there? Of course, we saw her. Looking lovely as always, you know, style in the high heels and the pantsuit. And um, it seemed like, you know, we got the normal kind of Julie, you know, it, nothing really out of the ordinary. And she kind of played her played by the rules and did her thing, did her interviews, and uh, no indication of any thing on her mind until the very end. And this is going to be a huge topic tonight and a huge topic tomorrow. As she signs off her name, good night, I'm Julie Chen Mendez. Now, what do you take from that? I personally take from that a last shot at CBS, a shot at people who are throwing what she feels like, uh, throwing her husband under the bus and letting him kind of ride on the back bumper down the road of entertainment. Because he's done. I mean, there's nothing I don't think this guy is ever going to be able to do again. And he's been at CBS for 40 years. That's a long time, if I'm if I'm correct. I think it was about 40 years. In reality, that's a really long time. Um, that's a really, really long time for somebody to be in a position, especially at a network where things are always evolving and changing. It, maybe it's possible that a lot of these accusations are stemming from a lot of the decisions he made that the people um, in control of him didn't like him making. And certainly, you know, we've seen worse. We've seen people in power frame other people, but this one probably probably legit. But I think it was a statement that she's going to stand by him. Of course, we're not a gossip show. That's not what we do. But I think it was an obvious shot that she'll be choosing him over CBS. Um, and I think that that was her possibly last stand for Big Brother. It'll be surprising to see. I, I think it would be interesting to see if she's back next week. Um, but I'm sure that CBS probably has some type of backup plan for Big Brother and a host. But I, I kind of don't see uh, Julie Chen Moonvez doing this much longer. I don't. I, th- I do think that that was a shot before leaving. I mean, it's a live broadcast, and they can edit certain things. And they didn't edit that; they left it in because it wasn't anything bad. But it does have the Big Brother Nation completely scratching their heads a little bit about it and and trying to understand the secret meaning. Again, I can only give my personal view of that, and I think it is her way of saying goodbye to the show in a weird way. I don't know that we'll see her in next week. And I definitely would feel like I don't think you will see her for the Celebrity Edition, which is the only thing that's been renewed. Now, this is the other discussion that a lot of you guys had on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, is that a lot of you feel like the non-renewal of Big Brother is an issue as well. And it quite certainly might be. And it's possible that the show, you know, they've got the celebrity edition that they're going to do, which I believe would be, if I can remember correctly, last year. I think it was, I think it was in between the two seasons. So 
they do have that on tap, and they have renewed celebrity. But I would not be surprised if they try to move into celebrity. You know, that was always something I was concerned about as a Big Brother fan and doing this show. And if you've listened to me for years, you know that that's something that I was really, really kind of worried about, was when they started doing the celebrity edition, that the celebrity edition would be extremely popular because people are, are you know, obsessed with celebrities. I mean, you know, whether it's Kanye or Kaepernick or whatever it might be, people are obsessed with them. And I think that you draw more viewership from outside your normal demographic when you do the celebrity version. Uh, I thought it was fun last year. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was okay. I, I wouldn't want it to replace Big Brother, but I thought, you know, for just a filler, it's not so bad. It could be worse. And... um and so I, I know the celebrity thing might be something that kind of overtakes Big Brother. A lot of you will disagree with me. But what we have discussed and what was pointed out to me that I didn't even see, and I want to thank the Twitter stalker who decided to, we were going to talk about it, was apparently Evil Dick said the same thing I did. And it's not classified news, guys. That Big Brother is a franchise. It's from overseas in Europe, I believe Denmark. And that was a show that was created over there. The guy who created the show has the exclusive rights to it. He owns it, and he franchises those rights out around the world. And CBS simply just owns rights to do the show. It doesn't mean that if they cancel the show, that Big Brother's done. In fact, I would bet that Big Brother would bring some more life out of another broadcast or network. And I would probably suspect that that would be ABC. ABC had Glass House in 2012, I believe it was, and it was awful. It was absolutely terrible. Glass House was pretty bad. Uh, but it was pretty much the same premise. And the only thing that happened on that show that was really much different was that the viewers voted for who won and who should go home and all that. And I'll be honest with you, if you see that, this show's done. Uh, I'm not going to do a show where viewers decide and there's no game strategy within the house. Uh, I am a very strategy person. I, I love the strategic view of Big Brother, although we don't see it much anymore, although Tyler's done it this season. Um, you know, I like the strategic part. You know, showmances are okay. You guys know me. I'm not a huge showmancer. But, you know, particularly in this season, we see a showmance that's kind of vital for the game. But I'm not somebody who enjoys, you know, viewers voting for a winner and viewers voting for who should be evicted. And that would be the end of this show completely. And probably the end of, believe it or not, the end of my 20-whatever, if it's been out of 20 seasons of watching this show, I was going to say 20 years, but I don't know if that calculates, but 20 seasons of watching this show, uh, I would be done. Uh, I just don't enjoy viewer voting. I don't, listen, you know, we see what a lot of you do. <laughs> do I really want to watch a show where people are making those decisions that, are making it on popularity. Uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I don't think popularity contest and Big Brother go hand in hand. So I'm hoping that if they do decide to scrape Big Brother that we don't see it go to a network that's going to do that. I hope if ABC were to buy the rights or whoever, that they were to keep it intact, get out the old regime, bring in a new regime with better ideas, maybe better twist, and maybe better casting ability, uh, because, you know, let's be honest, the last couple of seasons have been pretty weak. I mean, I've been really unhappy with seasons. And, I, you know, I tell you guys, and we're going to get to the show. We're going to chit-chat. But, you know, I tell you guys, the the true last time, and, and I am a Big Brother fanatic. I have watched it since the beginning, uh, several seasons over and over again, although I am not somebody who is really good at recalling certain things and details that happen. I do remember things, but... I don't remember it to the point of exact days in the house of when this happened and all that. But, you know, I used to I, – I remember seeing season seven and watching Dr. Will and Boogie come in that door and Janelle come through the door and just the goosebumps that I would get from watching these players come in the house. And goosebumps I would get watching somebody make a big move or double-crossing someone or making a strategic move or – or watching, at, you know, the uh, the feeds and seeing people talking about making a move, and you're just excited about that move possibly happening. And it was, you know, to me, you know, Big Brother prior, really probably prior 11, uh, was a lot like that. 
And so it was a lot of fun to watch. And I feel like that's gotten away. The show's gotten away from that. I think the show's gotten away from strategic play, and it's gotten a lot into houseboats and large alliance uh, protections and really casting pretty much kind of pushing a showman's angle by recruiting attractive people. You know, I've always kind of joked that I think Big Brothers has started to become the real world uh, of reality shows, uh, reality game shows, but kind of like re, kind of like real world with money at the end, and that's kind of how a lot of seasons have felt. And so I'm hoping that if it is bought or whatever, that somebody kind of rehashes it from the beginning and kind of kind of brings new air to it and kind of lets it be what it naturally is, and, and they cast right. Now, does that mean that I think that Big Brother has gone from CBS? I don't think so. And, you know, this was something I was challenged with, and I am going to address it, which was my understanding a lot of the times is that a lot of the people at CBS, and this is talking on, to people on forums over the years, okay? This is not I know anybody at CBS or anything like that. But as you guys saw probably on Twitter, I was accused of being wrong about all this stuff, which I wasn't. Ratings are viewer, – viewership is slipping down. I mean, when you come in this thing – and you look at the viewership from season two on, it goes from like 10 million and then it drops down to like 5 million. It is a drop. And it does hold well. Summer is not a highly competitive time for TV shows. That's why it's an important summer show for CBS. It's also why it has survived its drops in viewerships. It's just the truth. If you go look at the viewerships in past seasons, some of them will stay about even, but for the most part, you'll see a, a decline of a few, a million, probably a decline of a million viewers a season. Well, eventually you run out, right? I mean, eventually you're going to run out. Of, you get from nine to, to five. It doesn't take long before you're at four and three. So I think CBS is aware of this, and, and I'll be honest with you, it does capture its time slot, so it probably is a, a huge show. A lot of people argue whether it's cheap or expensive to make. Who knows? I can't tell you. Nobody knows the budget of Big Brother. Um, but I can say that in my readings of, of people's comments who have dealt rather with casting or rather with executives, because when you get on this show, you go through many, 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 many rounds of being being qualified, okay, or, or, or passing. I don't qualify is probably the wrong word, but you go through a lot of rounds of being somebody that they would actually pick. And they eliminate people by the handful. I mean, you know, 10 people are out this week. We narrowed it down to 75, and they keep working and they keep working. As you get through the rounds, you go through CBS questionnaires, okay? So a lot of you may know this. My understanding of somebody who has been through the process, a few people who have been through the process, is that kind of once you go through a selection, you do come to a point where you are talking to people who work with CBS, and they go through the final rounds with you, they kind of double-check you. They kind of question and answer sessions. And in those questions and answer sessions, I know of a few people who have gone through those who have said that the CBS executives pretty much pretend like Big Brother is a pain in the butt, that they're not huge on it, that it's a necessary evil, and it's just not something that they're crazy about. Now, whether or not that's true, I can't tell you, but I can tell you what people – who have been in the later rounds, who didn't make it on the show, did talk about. And they did talk about, at times, not always, but there were a few people who talked about CBS executives not being crazy about the show, that it's kind of a pain to them. And so do I think that CBS cleans its slate and gets rid of Big Brother? I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I mean, you lose your CEO, a guy who's been there for 40 years, his wife, Obviously, the show is kind of a pet project of their group, of their household, because he owns CBS, or he runs CBS, and she is basically the host of the Big Brother show. So to think that this isn't a connection to them is kind of ridiculous. It is a connection to them. And I could see CBS saying, you know what, let's just clean the slate. This is too nasty for us. It's just, let's find another show to replace it. Now, do I think they're brave enough to do that? I think we've seen shows get canceled for a lot less. And I think the non-renewal speaks a little bit of a volume here because I think if CBS wanted to send that message, they would go ahead and renew it. 
yet there's nothing. Now, we may see a renewal for season 21, but I want to remind you guys of something. It wasn't but two seasons ago that CBS did something really weird. They renewed Big Brother for two years, the last year being season 20. It's very possible that CBS may not be canceling it, but may have had discussions about it. We don't know. And the fate of CBS and Big Brother, of course, that's in their hands and their relationship. I think that they could replace Julie Chin Moonhez with a lot of interesting hosts. But I think that a lot of discussion of who would replace her is probably going to come down to Ross Matthews or Jeff Schroeder. But I think Jeff Schroeder is happy with what he's doing. You know, we all know he's just had a second child. Congratulations to them. Ross Matthews is probably your new host, and that is really tough. (laughs) Not because I don't like Ross Matthews. I think he's a very creative guy. I think he's very funny. I think he's very genuine. But, you know, I watched their show with him and the, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, the other girl that's on there, and that's a difficult show to watch for me. It's very difficult, and, and I try not to. And people will post little clips or they'll post it on Facebook often about this show that Ross Matthews does. And I guess it's the official show that they do. And I just find it completely unenjoyable. And I find her completely annoying. And I've said it. So there it is. So, guys, we got that kind of out of the way. What's going to happen with Big Brother? I don't know. I think if CBS wants to make their statement, they should make it. And they should come right out and and renew. They should renew Big Brother 21. And let everybody know this is what's going to happen. Whether Julie's going to pay back or not, we don't care. This is what we're going to do. I do think Julie Chen is out. I do think that she is going to walk from this. Um, And I would be interested to see if she's back next week. But I don't think that she will be. I just have a really weird feeling that anything CBS now will will be something that they don't want to be a part of. You know what I mean? Kind of like she's going to stand up to the big bad CBS who's 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 treated her husband horribly. Maybe she knows something we don't. But what I can say is, you know, we feel like we can judge how people live their personal lives. And, you know, I I attack your player's character all the time. Some of these players, I just completely knock them down. I don't like some of the players, and I see them play, and they drive me nuts, and, and I give them, you know, I'll, I'll bash their gameplay. But I won't bash them personally. And I have a really big issue with bashing anybody on a personal level. And until we know more, we have to let their life go on the way they see fit. So what Julie Chen decides to do here, if she decides, it looks like she's going to stand by her man, I can say that's good for her if that's how she feels. Also, if that's something that she feels like her husband has been a victim of something, then... Maybe she knows something we don't. But what we see tonight and the way she let go of the show, I'd be very, very doubtful that she'll be back. Which is sad. I mean, you know, you'd have a moment of silence or whatever you need to do because she has been a part of the show for so long. Is she the best host? I don't believe she is, okay? I, I I don't think Julie's the best host. I think she's an okay host. I think she gets the job done. But I would like them to see to have a, a Big Brother host that's a fan and energetic and kind of gets things pumped up a little bit for the show. And Julie is very calm. And I'm not, you know, listen, I like Jeff. I like Jeff. I think Jeff's probably a really good person, just not on the Jeff board of him hosting the show. I mean, I, see, I used to see his pre-show questions and, gosh, guys, I mean, come on. Are those the questions you want when somebody's evicted? You know, I mean, I know some of you guys love Jeff, but I just don't want him to be the host. All right, so we've got to move on to fun things because we had to get that kind of elephant in the room taken care of because it is a big issue, and it is a big thing for Big Brother fans. This is a huge discussion right now, and so we have to talk about it. And honestly, I would rather talk about that even though I don't like talking about gossip because I'm not TMZ. Because this week was baloney. This week was boring. 
and I've got to talk about it. Now, if you want to have sympathy for somebody, and you can't have it for Julie, have it for your host here, Sam, who has to talk about this week and try to figure out how in the hell we can make this week exciting. This week, guess what? Casey wins HOH. And Casey, as we talked about before, you know, in my personal view, Casey is a loyalist. She is going to stick to this to this L six till the day she till the day she regrets it. And currently, now with an HOH under her belt, and she's had huge moves coming up this last couple of weeks. Her huge wins, not moves, but huge wins. I mean, it solidifies her place in a final two. And I've got to be honest with you. I think Casey is a huge front runner to win this season. I mean, she comes on when she needs to come on. She was so quiet, so uneventful, so nothing. I mean, there's just nothingness with Casey. I like Casey. I think she's a nice person. But there's nothingness in her game. And then we get this awesome player who can rival Tyler, who can beat Tyler in these things. She wins HOH. And she ends up doing the one thing that we all thought she would do. She would nominate Sam and Haley. And in really, in reality, guys, I tell you guys, I loved L6 at the beginning. Now we're just strangling the season slowly. I appreciate the gameplay. The issue, uh, the issue is not the Great Alliance. It's not that they ran through the house. It's just that the bond that's been created by these players in the L6 it's kind of difficult to be excited week to week. I mean, even when they didn't win HOH, things went their way. I mean, that's what I talk about. You know, if you remember, I was talking about Tyler not having a lot of adversity. I mean, I want to say Tyler's a great player, and he is a great player. But the adversity part of it, and we're going to see it as the season as the season winds up. It's, we're going to have to see it. I mean, certainly, I would say – that these people aren't dumb enough to take Tyler to the end. But you know what? I almost believe that this is what's going to happen. But Casey's in a very good spot. And I kind of hoped that Casey would make a move, even though I kind of knew in my back of my mind she wasn't going to do it. I was kind of hoping she'd prove me wrong. But she's in a good spot, and her alliance is now reaping benefits of Casey's loyalty because she is extremely loyal. I told you guys she's a team player. But does this honestly start to pose a problem for Tyler at some point? I mean, he has to consider the fact that Casey at the end is a big, bad problem for him. She's in a good spot, but Tyler, being the guy that we were talking about last week, you know, it's the Mr. It's not time yet. Mr. It's not time. If he's sitting next to Casey, he's got a problem. Now, it's a small problem, but it's a problem. And just to just to note that Casey has won four of the last five competitions. That is a very, very, very similar feeling to what Tyler did a couple of weeks ago. And then we, you know, of course, we're going to talk about the HOH tonight. But let's talk about something fun, Victor and Nicole. It was nice to see. You know who it was nice to see? It was nice to see Brittany. If you want to hear Diary Room, oh, my God. Her Diary Rooms, her DR sessions were amazing. And you know what? Honestly, people are not crazy about Season 12. I thought Season 12 was one of the best casted seasons. Everybody on that season was entertaining. There were very few people in Season 12 that were not fun to watch. Season 12 was a fun season. And it's it's honestly one of my closet favorite seasons just because that was the last truly great cast. I mean, Brittany, Enzo, the Meow Meow, um, uh, Lane, you know, I mean, it was just a, a, a Rachel, a Reagan, it, you know, Hoff, uh, Matt Hoffman. I mean, just really, really, really fun cast. And it was a lot of fun to watch that season. It was really enjoyable. It's one of the seasons that if I just want to go back and just watch a fun cast, season 12 is it. Not tremendously great gameplay, you know. It was kind of the beginning of huge alliances with the brigade. Not huge, but large alliances. Kind of brought that into Big Brother from Season 12. But 
they were all really likable and a lot of fun to watch. That brigade was a fun alliance to watch. Uh, so it was good to see Brittany. And, and, you know, we saw her come back in 14. And she got pretty far in 14 just like she did in 12. Um, but, you know, Brittany has moved on with her life. She's doing a lot of good things. And, you know, she's got kids and, and all that. So, But it was nice to see her. Um, it was also great to see Victor. And Victor without a beard is completely different than Victor with a beard. I prefer bearded Victor by far. Um, It doesn't tickle my fancy. I just think he looks better with a beard. And Danny Donato was a lot of fun to see. You know, that's another one you wish maybe had not come back in 13 because 13, um, gosh, 13 was just such a bad season for her. I mean, you know, it was fun to watch her flip on the vets, um, which was really ballsy to do. But it was such a bad game move for her that it kind of killed it. It's no secret I'm not a huge Nicole fan. I'm happy for her. Not huge, not a huge fan. Um, I just, I don't know. I, you know, if you go back and listen to the seasons I had where she was involved, I just was not big on her. Even when she won, I didn't. I still don't feel like she was the deserving winner of the, of the season uh, that she won. I think that was what 17. Off the top of my head, told you guys I don't remember all that stuff that well. But um, not a huge fan of that. And maybe it was 18. But not a huge fan. Uh, of of her winning, and not a huge fan of her gameplay, which I think was pretty non-existent. Um, and <laughs> it was kind of funny, even though I'm, I am happy for her, though I want to say that. But Sam has no idea who any of these people are. I mean, that was probably the funniest part of this whole thing. They come out, and she's asking people their names, and you're thinking, man, these guys have to feel like, really? You know, you're playing, you don't know who I am. Um, but it was kind of funny to see. Uh, and, and, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. You don't know who these people are. It's kind of like everybody comes in. And, and we see that when bets come in the house, like when they come into play for a season. We see the new players just completely get shaken by them. We saw it with Paul. We saw it in season 13. We saw it in season 14. Whenever vets come back, they seem to shake everybody up, and everybody just follows what they say. And at the end of the day, it's kind of funny to see somebody have no clue who that person is, you know. So, good for Sam. That actually made me laugh pretty hard. A House of Legends, though, I think that's a little strong. Yeah. Derek, yeah. You know, Derek's right there, like my number three, number four position best player. I know. You all get mad about it. But I think Derek's a little overrated. But Danny Donato, sure. I mean, she get as far as she would have without Evil Dick and Eight, though. I don't know. I think they needed each other. Uh, House of Legends is strong, but it's still fun to see him come back. It's fun to see him re-enter the, re-enter the house and uh, kind of all that. And I thought it was a very sweet proposal. Um, I thought it was very cool how they did that. And uh, definitely congratulations to, to those two. Victor just seems like the nicest guy on the planet. He really does. And there was a guy I was kind of cheering for uh, when he was playing. I, you know, I kind of wanted to see him get a little farther because, you know, he was really digging in at the end, but he just couldn't couldn't make it. Then we hear about Angela's strong sense of smell. And I want to tell you guys, because, you know, I like to life hack a little bit on this show. And if you have a strong sense of smell, please forgive me. But the strong sense of smell issue that people have might be one of the most annoying traits in a human being. I mean, it's up there. Because everything smells to them. Everything has to be announced that it smells. They have to tell you what it smells like and that it's just too strong for them. I got a story for you guys about a strong sense of smell. I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to say involved a bachelor a bachelor uh, weekend uh, before a friend was getting married. One of the friends that ends up coming, don't know who this guy is, has a strong sense of smell issue. Entire weekend, we have to hear about what something smells, how strong something is, how he can't take it, how he can't handle it. It's just too strong. God forbid we go out to dinner one night and somebody decides to splash a little cologne on them. Not going to say who. Just going to say somebody did. We get in the car and this guy starts gagging, rolling down the window. Oh, he's wearing that cologne. I just, oh, my my sense of smell is so strong. I can't take it. Oh, it makes me nauseous. Well, of course, the person feels completely idiotic. Because, you know, 
what they put up a screen of cologne and walked through it, and this guy's got his head hanging out the window, drooling because it's like he's been sprayed with mace. Now maybe that's a real thing. Maybe it is. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there is a group of you guys, strong sense of smellers, united. They're going to come together and have your issue with it. But I'm telling you right now, if you're not somebody who has a strong sense of smell, you will do yourself a huge favor to avoid people who have it because you'll never hear the end of how much they smell something to the point of of just making you sick. If there's anything like this guy that I had to deal with for a weekend, I can assure you it's not enjoyable. And then, and then this guy, and then this guy, as he's doing this, and and you know, hanging his head out the window like he's gonna barf. His buddy who brought him defends him, and says, and I swear to God, this is a true story. He says he really does have a strong sense of smell, guys. He really does. Like we went to Yankee Candle Shop, and he like, he almost passed out. It was so strong for him. Yankee Candle Shop. What are you doing in Yankee Candle Shop? Number one. Number two, if you have a strong sense of smell, that has to be kryptonite to Superman if you're going into Yankee candle stores. That's a problem, man. And at that point, you're looking for attention. Now, I'm not saying that's what Angela's doing. Maybe her sense of smell is the strongest point. Like if you got one through ten, maybe she's a ten and a half. I don't know. I just know when something smells, if it's not smelling to everyone, move to another room. Is that hard to ask? Unbelievable. But steer clear of strong sense of smell, people. You will do yourself a huge favor. Now, there's somebody married to a strong sense of smell person on Twitter right now who is turning red angry, beat red angry at me right now for making that statement. But I am telling you, it is the truth, and there's nothing they can do to get rid of this show. So there, I've said it. Strong sense of smell, people, beware of them. Go the other way. They tell you something smells, and you keep hearing it. It's time to just just stop dating. Tell them, you know what? Just things aren't working out. I don't care how great they are, because you're gonna live with that the rest of your life. Guys, when we come back, we're gonna talk about nominations. We're gonna get to it. I gotta do a little thing for Morty's. When we come back, we'll be talking about nominations, the double fiction, Brett, JC, the whole nine yards. It's going to be a good time, guys. Don't miss out. We'll be right back. Hang in there. Two minutes, I swear. You'll be back. It's the BB After Show. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com.
Wasn't that a fun story about strong sense of smell? I mean, part of me is hoping that I'm going to get just raged on this week for it. I don't know if I'll get that lucky. If somebody's calling me out by saying, hey, Big Brother viewership is not dropping, it is not dropped, then somebody's going to say, your view on strong sense of smell is just wrong and gross. And you deserve to be off the air. I'm sure somebody will do it. Hey, nominations, guys. Big surprise here. Casey nominates Sam and Haley. And Brett does a good job working Sam to kind of keep her calm, and it seemed to work. Uh, and, you know, we see Haley trying to make things work by giving you the, hey, I got you speech. It's kind of like I call it the Sonny and Cher speech. I got you. I got you. I got you. Which I think was really stupid because I think she had a huge moment where she actually could have talked to Casey and really all the L6 separately and said, look, you know about the Hive Pact, and we talked about this last week, that Haley's only real strength here was to go to everybody and say, look, here's the situation. The Hive's got a pact to vote the same. We're going to choose the winner of Big Brother. I make the sixth vote. I make the decision. I'm the last vote to enter that house. If you keep me out of that house, you void their ability to decide who wins. Even if they all vote for me, they don't have enough votes. That's Haley's angle. That's what Haley needed to do. And what we saw Haley do was just say, hey, I got you, babe. I wish, you know what, sometimes, you know, when you have cuts, you wish you would record it. I wish I had recorded it. I got you, babe. I really do. It would have been fantastic, but I did. I'm not the brightest bulb in the tanning bed. Ailey isn't the smartest player, but she's far from the worst. Um, and honestly, I think, again, I think with Haley, there's a lot of times her intuition was really, really right, and everybody blew her off. It's so kind of a shame she got kind of hooked up with the people she did. But it is what it is. We saw the family videos. And JC's was really sad. I mean, that's sad. I, I wasn't sure who we were looking at when they came on screen. But to later find out that his family didn't record a video and that it ended up being somebody who was a friend um, was was a little sad. You know, I've always said if I get on the show, I, I've already told my wife, I don't don't send me video, don't do anything. Because I think it I think it can hurt your game because you get very homesick. You know, and you want to stay focused on the money. You want to win the money for your family or whatever you want to do. Sometimes I think those things throw people off, and they certainly would throw me off because I'd want to come home and be with my kids. I love my sons and my wife. <laughs> I mean, you know. But I've always said don't, don't you know, the letter, as like the HOH letter, if I ever get one, needs to be pumping me up, motivating me. It doesn't need to be all the bad things I've gone on since I've been out of the house. I don't want, uh, you know, I don't need all that. I don't need to worry about it. I need, I need to stay focused. Give me a game time letter, like fourth and goal. Let's do this, and you know, maybe throw in some secret things that only I understand. But anyway, JC's was sad, and I gotta say, you know, when you see Casey, apparently he's, you know, Casey's never come out and said that she's gay, but. It seems like J.C. did allude to that, and I don't, I don't know that she has talked about it or not. Maybe she doesn't obviously need to. I mean, who cares? But I think it was hard for him to see one family be so accepting and then his to basically not be. And that's very, very sad to see. You know, you only have a few opportunities in your life to, you know, show your children that you're proud of them. I mean, actually, you've got a lot of opportunities a few that really, really affect them for the rest of their lives. And it's sad when parents um, can't accept who their children are and just let them be who they are and what makes them happy. Because ultimately, that's your goal as a parent, right, is to make your, your kids to be happy. And, of course, we don't know J.C.'s personal life, and we don't get into all gossip. But if your kids are happy, they're happy. That should make you happy, and that's all there needs to be about that. So it's sad to see J.C. go through that. Kind of... Kind of let you know a little bit about J.C. that, 
you know, was, you know, kind of made you feel bad for him. Um, but then we move on to POV. And I feel like since the romance with Angela and Tyler, Tyler's game has kind of taken a downturn. And I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I feel like even with jury management, I feel like even with the way that he's played some of the games or some of the competitions, it seems like Tyler's kind of lost his grip a little bit on things that are that <laughs> important. Yeah, your love life's not important. The game is. But the game is important to me because I'm a viewer and it's important to you. So get on the ship again, Tyler. And we see him slipping a little bit. Thank God Casey's coming through, right? Casey picks up the slack and wins a veto pretty easily. We saw that. I mean, she is really cooking lately. And... I think that, again, this is a very obvious thing for Tyler to pay attention to. Now we see J.C. and Tyler having their conversations, and I think this is an obvious bad move for J.C. For every good thing that J.C. does, he does something really stupid. He's a lot like Haley. Uh, He got rid of Fessy, knowing that Fessy was really the only thing that was keeping him afloat. And then he does something really, really smart. He catches on to Brett. He latches on to Brett. Brett's his new quote-unquote puppet, although I don't know that Brett was ever a puppet for him. But, you know, here comes this discussion, which is very, very good by J.C. to say, look, you've got a showman's brewing. We're aware of this. Me and you are both in trouble because we're both lowest on the totem pole. Let's do something about this. We need to try to work to get Angela out of the house. I, I agree with that thought. I agree with that move. I think that that is a smart move. And you know me, I want I want blood in the water, so I'm all about this. At least, you know, maybe realizing, you know what, we got to get rid of KC. KC's a problem, too. But JC does something really, really dumb. He goes and he tells Tyler everything that Brett was talking about, which was getting rid of Angela and getting rid of KC. Now, was JC trying to fill out Tyler, see where Tyler's position is? Maybe. I think there's a better way to do that. But J.C. is so desperate of this final two with Tyler that he almost sows his own grave here. Sows his own, I don't know, reap what you sow, but I don't know if that means you sow a grave. I don't know what I'm thinking. Anyway, but he kind of puts himself in a bad position because he tells Tyler everything Brett's talking about. We're going to talk about Brett being a dumb dumb too. I must said dumbass, but we're going to talk about Brett being a dumb dumb too. But I don't know what JC was thinking. JC and Brett have this plan. JC, if Brett feels like he can beat JC in the end, then Brett and JC should have kept this thought to themselves a little bit longer. There was no need to make the move on Tyler yet. And yet JC does it behind Brett's back and tells Tyler this is all Brett's idea, blah, 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 blah. Now, it's brilliant. It did get J.C. taken off the block, right? But I don't know that J.C. knew that his danger was as as imminent as we saw it being. I mean, he, he does not know that he's in a low, low spot with Tyler. He thinks that he's great with Tyler. And through all of this stuff happening, we see the level six starting to crack a little bit more. Of all the L6 players that we saw, Brett's the only one that's up for doing a big move right now. And Tyler is being a victim of protecting too many final twos. We talked about this. You can have too I mean, it's okay. You make a final two deal with everybody in the house. But you have to realize that somebody's going to have to get rid of that contract. And you're binded to it. You can't get rid of it. You've got to let somebody else do the work. Tyler's protected too many final twos. And now he's staring down at a lot of them. Everybody in that house has a final two with Tyler. It is a dangerous position for Tyler to be in. And don't think that this move on Brett doesn't wake J.C. up and make him think, wow. (laughs) Everything that me and Brett were talking about, Tyler got rid of him for. He's really serious about Angela. But what is Brett's true best final two, ideally? I mean, what is it really? 
It is probably Angela. It is probably Angela because of how many people hate her in the house, in the jury house. She's very unliked in the jury house. But don't think that somebody in the jury house can't work Tyler into a bad guy either. I mean, we know that Casey can win for sure at the end. So Casey is his worst person to take. But in Tyler's mind, Casey might be the person to take. This is where Tyler is not thinking all the way through this. Tyler's been entirely loyal, uh, entirely too loyal to his final twos. And I think he's been entirely too loyal to the final fours. Casey has won the last five of six comps. I don't think she's done yet winning these. And I think even if she takes Tyler, I think Casey makes a case for herself why she should win. If anybody gets rid of Tyler, they deserve to get themselves the prize of the biggest move in Big Brother. Tyler is that guy who is the biggest prize. If you get Tyler into jury, you have pulled the biggest move of the season. This is very important as you go further. People will look at you getting rid of Tyler as a huge, huge move. And you know what? Sam might be somebody he can take. JC, <coughs> excuse me, is possibly somebody that he could take. He's got a lot of options. But he's got to get serious about what he wants to do in the end of this thing because it is coming. Tyler is in a very sweet spot, but he's got to make the decision somewhere where he wants to end up in this game. He needs to let the house at times work their way out. And then he needs to win that final HOH to make the decisions. Some of my fear here is that Tyler, Angela, and Casey are stuck in mid-game still, where they're still protecting themselves. They're too afraid to get rid of each other. And these last couple of weeks are going to really be a shock to somebody there, maybe all three of them, because somebody's got to go. I mean, it just has to go. And wouldn't it be something to see KC and Angela at the end of this game. So beginning of the double eviction, we see Haley go. There's no surprise there. I mean, you can be mad at Brett all you want, but I mean, we really, I mean, she really think that anybody was going to keep her. I mean, come on. She got hooked up with the wrong group. They helped her make some really bad decisions. They made some bad decisions on their own, which affected Haley. At the end of the day, Haley was already so deep in the hole that her time was coming if she didn't win a POV. And how disappointing that Haley didn't really get herself out of any trouble because her winning a POV would have been a lot of fun to see. But, nope, that doesn't get to happen. And, again, and the double eviction, this is going to be a very boring end of the show, but at the end of the show we see Tyler wins this new HOH, Again, an HOH that Tyler probably did not need to win. There was nobody that was really gunning for Tyler that was going to take him out. And I think it was obviously done to protect Casey and Angela. This is another week of letting someone else do the dirty work to help him, to get rid of one of his final two contracts, get rid of one of my – get some of my final two contracts cleared out of here so that my loyalties can free up. I understand protecting Angela as she's Brett's meal meal ticket. But this is also a huge chance to get rid of his biggest competitor, Casey. But I think maybe his smartest move actually would have been to keep Brett a little bit longer and get rid of J.C. Here's the reason why. We've seen J.C. be very emotional in times of crisis. We've seen the situation, again, I'll go back to it. If you go back with me, when he was going to be a nominee in Bailey's HOH, and Fess went up and talked to Bailey and got him off of the block. And J.C. absolutely threw a fit, went up to Bailey, threw Fessy all under the bus, talked a lot of crap, because he couldn't take that somebody else had to save him. It bothered him that much. And I think J.C. is going to be a real problem for, for Tyler if he goes on the block, 
particularly if Tyler's dumb enough to win another POV and, and maybe not use it. JC, it's very, very emotional. I'm telling you right now. He's not going to like being put on the block. He's going to have a problem with it, and everybody's going to know about it. And every little secret or deal or final two or anything you've ever told him is going to come out. That is JC, I'm telling you. And at some point, he's going to be on the block, and either it's going to be through somebody that Tyler's hooked up with or it's going to be expected that Tyler's going to save him. And Tyler's either not going to do it or it's just going to be like, it's obvious that JC's going to go home. And it's going to become a big, big problem for Tyler, a nightmare. I'm telling you, this was an opportunity for for Tyler to go ahead and get rid of J.C. so that J.C. couldn't spill his guts to everybody in the house and make up things and and run his mouth and get emotional. J.C. would have been the right move tonight, although it would not have been as exciting as seeing the back door on Brett, a true back door, which was honestly fun to see because we rarely see it anymore. But sadly, technical difficulties hurt our ability to hear a lot of the conversations. So Tyler nominates JC and Sam with the plan. Then he's going to backdoor Brett. And you kind of see it in JC's face the moment that JC goes up that he is in trouble because he doesn't understand the plan. But you can see it on his face that that emotion is about to come out. They play the POV. POV winner, of course. Big surprise is Angela. L6 continues to move. Angela moves JC. Tyler puts up Brett. And this is where I talk about bad jury management. Angela says a lot of really stupid things that gets her in trouble, and it's what has hurt her with jury. I mean, there's a lot of people in that jury house that just can't stand Angela. It's no secret. She knows it. But Tyler letting Angela drag him into that kind of conversation where it's like, well, two steps ahead, blah, 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 blah. I think it kind of drags Tyler down a little bit. I think Tyler's got to be very, very careful not to go down to Angela's level on certain le- on certain things, and one of them is jury management. Brett's inability to understand that Angela was more important than him, uh, that understand that Angela was more important than him to Tyler, got him in that situation. I'm trying to say it in my head, and I came out wrong. But Brett misunderstood how important Angela is to Tyler. And it was actually kind of sad to see it happen to Brett tonight. Brett made a lot of sense with what he wanted to do, and he went and told Tyler, which was a huge mistake, because he knows. J.C. and Brett both know, feeding on the table here, they both knew that Tyler and Angela were getting too close. They had talked about this. They knew it. Why would either one of you go and talk to Tyler about getting rid of Angela. You should accept that you're not where you thought you were. Brett, you knew you were low on the totem pole. JC, you know you're low on the totem pole. You have to disguise a plan that you need to take out Angela and get her out of there, or you need to get rid of Tyler, or you need to get rid of Casey. you, you got to get rid of somebody. you got to get rid of one of them. Keep your mouth shut. Plot, uh, plot and plan for a later date that makes sense. And they both ran their mouths to And it's obvious here that Tyler holds on really, really tight to things. He tries to protect his final twos too much. He tries to protect his final four group. Now he's got these three. The moment Brett saw the situation with Angela, he should have realized he was going to not be a final two with Tyler. He is going to take Angela. That's where you have to adapt and readjust. That's where this game gets important, where you have to readjust how you're doing things, how you realign things that you're going to do. He tried to force Tyler to be vicious, and Tyler is anything but vicious. And this is going to be a problem for Tyler when he can't flip the kill switch. I don't think Tyler or Casey have the kill switch. I think Angela does. And there's going to be a part of Angela in the back of her mind, being who she is, that she's going to think, if I get rid of Tyler, I have a shot to win. Angela, I think, has that in her. She has a kill switch. I love you on the outside. Maybe we can date. Maybe we can go out for coffee or tea or go to a nice dinner at, you know, uh, TGI Fridays. But for now, Tyler, i got to get rid of you. But this is going to be a very awkward last few weeks. 
Sam and JC will likely go next week because we're going to see neither one of them are probably going to win an HOH. But that's a point where I wish at least Casey was able to make a move. And she'll be available for the HOH next week. But again, KC is playing for the team. And that is very sad to see because I think she could win this if she makes her moves the right right way going forward. But at the end, best hope we have at the end right now is Casey versus Tyler. Or this is going to be a snooze fest in the final two. In the end, though, I mean, like, Brett wasn't going to win. He had to be next to Sam or Angela to really pull it off and hope that everybody hated Angela enough to give him, because they hate him second, right? But they know Angela's won a lot of things, so it may just be that they would have given it to Angela next to Brett. And the sad part about Brett and where his game falls is that Brett was completely willing to send his best opportunity for $500,000 to the jury house because his best bet for $500,000 would have been sitting right next to Angela. He needed to keep his mouth shut and make the move and maybe even consider getting rid of Tyler to secure himself because I got news for you, Brett, you're not going to win against Tyler. Why you think you can go to the final two with him is ridiculous. Now, you thought you could go with JC or Sam, that's fine, but that is a long road to hoe, my friend. And you certainly can't do it running your mouth about getting rid of the showmance, the most powerful showmance in Big Brother history. Is that accurate? I don't know. Could be. I mean, I had to go back and look, but that's a pretty powerful alliance. Rush showmance there. That's a bond. Two people who can really win comps. Usually we see one carry the other. These two can win comps. I don't know what Brett was thinking. But now we're going to have to start talking about jury a little bit more week to week. We've seen some wanky juries, right? I think this one might be one of the wankiest, if you get what I'm saying. We have a hive pact pact involved. We have some infighting when Brett enters the house. You know it's going to cause some infighting when Brett walks in. He's going to stir up the whole jury house, and somebody's going to get mad, I'm sure. (laughs) Bet on Rockstar, right? I expect this jury to be very painful to watch. But I also kind of expect this pack to mean nothing. And I want to explain that. This pack that everybody's talking about, and I think Haley should have used it to her advantage, but this pack that we're talking about here is with a group of people who could not get anything done when they were in power. This is a group that could never trust each other. This is a group who put up their own members to go home. How in the world are they going to have a pact that's going to work in jury? How are they going to make a decision who should win? They can't. They couldn't agree when they were in power in the Big Brother house, much less agree in the jury house. This pact, guys, feel confident, is for nothing. Now, the hate for Angela doesn't need to have a pact. The pact could probably be, let's don't vote for Angela, and they'll all follow it. But as far as choosing the winner, don't let this pact make you believe that this jury can't make a good decision. If they're as bitter and as silly and as stupid as some of them have played, none of them can agree on what to do next. So don't be surprised if they don't agree on who should win Big Brother. Don't be surprised if Scotty votes different from everybody else or Bailey decides that she's going to vote for somebody different than everybody else. Don't be surprised. So don't take this jury pact as something that's going to mean anything at the end because I seriously doubt these people are going to be able to pull that off. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. Sorry that it wasn't that much fun this week. I mean, it just seems like we're getting the same things over and over again. You can imagine the pain that it puts me in having to come on here, not with you guys because I love you, but just for the fact that we have to talk about the same People winning over and over again. I know there's a lot of L6 fans, and you should be. You should be fanatical about this this alliance. It's a good alliance, and it was a solid alliance this whole entire season. Nobody shook. It was great. I, I don't even know if Brett would have made the move, honestly, that he needed to make. I think he would have been scared of it this week. He might have waited. But Brett also is a little bit cavalier and will do things that are just weird. So we could have seen it. But 
it's fun to see this huge alliance, not really huge alliance, but this powerful alliance make the moves they have. But it's been damn right boring being entertained week to week, knowing that the same people are getting everything they want over and over again, and nobody's going to make a move. We've got we've to gotta hope, pray to whatever you believe in, Buddha, whatever, that this last couple of weeks that this whole thing shakes apart and that Casey wants to make a move and Angela wants to make a move and everybody wants to make a move and they all want to do it against each other and they want to drag Casey or Sam to the end because that's the only way we're going to get some real entertainment this last couple of weeks. I expect this final three to be a battle. In the end, the best thing for this show is Casey and Tyler sitting at the end. But it'll be really, really interesting to see JC and Sam sitting there. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. All right, guys. See you next Thursday. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get a little bit more action this week. Who knows? Hopefully, it'll happen. But I'm here for you. Tweet me. Let's talk about Big Brother, guys, and let's see what's going on with the chin bot. Hopefully, uh, that does all get worked out, and we Big Brother continues on, and it gets better. But I think we've seen the end of it. Do you think so? Tweet me and let me know, guys. Thanks so much for listening. It's Big Brother After Show. As always, be good to each other. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.